Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. So imposter syndrome. So what I tell my clients when that comes up, and it does, of course, and you get them to be a little bit more open about it, I'll give you two things. First is um, that, you know, perfectionism is about climbing the mountain and then there's another mountain and then there's another mountain, right? (sighs) And that's dysfunctional perfectionism. And I have functional perfectionism is... I get to the top of the mountain and that's fine. I, I did well. I'll go and move on to another mountain. That's kind of functional. And that's that means you are starting to be able to let go, to stand back, to move on and not think you failed or any of those things that you, makes you feel you might be found out because that's what imposter syndrome is all about is being found out. You don't really know what you're talking about, do you? You're not really good as, as good as you think you are, do you? So you have to learn that acceptance that you're not going to be for everybody, as you say. You're not going to be the most perfect person, the most perfect coach, the most perfect performer. But your uniqueness is absolutely that. You are unique. There's no one else like you in the world. Make that your vision. You know, <laughs> and then, how you dare, how you dare. That was the voice of Julia Goodman. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever thought about performing yourself? Yes, performing yourself. Understanding who you are and performing that person on purpose. That's what today's episode is about. It's about developing a you brand and a manual for confidence. Now, Julia's had a wealth of experience working with actors and business leaders on just communicating ideas, communicating with impact, and communicating what it is that they truly want to communicate with emphasis on authenticity. A lot of us sometimes feel like we have to be actors instead of directors. And a lot of times when you're actors in someone else's world, you lose yourself. And if you lose yourself, you lose your self-worth. But today's episode is all about regaining that self-worth. And you know, once you regain your self-worth, there's nothing, nothing that can stop you. So I'm sure you're going to gain a lot of knowledge from this episode. And I am so excited to hear what resonated with you. Make sure you check out the episode. Please always look at the show notes because her book will be in the show notes and other ways to work with her will be in the show notes. All right, before we go, I want to continue to remind you to please leave reviews. Yes, leave reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how you feel. It helps with the algorithms and um, always grateful for you all. Enjoy the episode. 
Welcome, everybody, to another episode of As Told by Nomads, and today's guest is Julia Goodman. Now, after a career on stage in London, United Kingdom, and in film, Julia created a company designed to teach people to present themselves authentically with confidence. 30 years later, her clients reach the breadth of high finance professionals, corporate professionals, politicians, artists, and many others. Her consistent delivery and clients' continuous success is the reason why we have her on the show, but she also has a book, and her book is called You Brand, A Manual for Confidence. So we're going to be diving into various aspects of her careers, and we're going to tap into some tips that she has for you and the audience. Welcome to the show, Julia. It's very nice to be here, Taya, and um, I, I can't believe we are actually here because we've had a, some confusion we because did. you're on one side of the Atlantic and I'm on the other, but here we are, and I love having chats with people, and I watched your TED, which I thought was excellent, I have to say, and Thank I thought, you. yeah, we have, we have a lot of uh, connections in, in terms of how, how we see things and where we're sitting. So that's nice. So you know you're going to have an interesting conversation. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolutely. But, you know, that's funny you say you saw the connection because I, I've always, you know, when I, I've always thought of myself as someone who likes to communicate ideas ever since I was a kid. And, and I was trying to communicate the idea of diplomacy. But this is what you do. And you work with people who believe that they don't have that ability to communicate ideas. So how do you... Come up with it. Yeah, how do you come up well, with a career well, to say that, to do that? Well, one of the things, uh, just going back a little to what you said, you know, about I saw that there was a, a synergy between us in understanding was because, like you, um, I know that diplomats' uh, children go all over the place, and I've known a few. Um, mm. But I had seven moves before I was seven. Now, mm. what that means is my, my, my parents were artists and my, my, my mother was a singer and a performer and my father eventually ran three or four businesses, but it was always creative linked. But we were very poor in the early days. I mean, literally, we had, you know, a couple of chickens and we were in these bizarre places in the country where my mum was running a farm to keep a, a roof over our head and used to go out and, and milk 40 cows by hand in the morning, right? <laughs> and what I learned, because I was happy at home, what, what I learned going through these different places and different schools was I had to find a way of fitting in. You had to find a place where you could negotiate your position, your, your status, who you were. And it was never easy. I always felt like an outsider. But Actually, that gives you strength as well, as long as you, you know, you've got that ability to learn that. Um, so I did connect to what you were saying very much. So, yeah, that, that is, you know, that's such a beautiful thing. And I love hearing people's stories of being an outsider, because, yes, that was something that I related to. And even when I came back to, you know, countries or places that I was supposed to be the insider, you still yeah. felt that that that, that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, But I don't know. I don't know about you. But for me, that is what led me to really tap into my observational skills and to. Yeah. And to to understand environments. So you start thinking quickly, knowing how to build this cultural fluency and ultimately developed. Well, I found with my children, you know, when they were because I've got a boy and a girl, they've grown up now. But when they used to come home from school, say, oh, mom, I'm the only one in the playground or da da. I said, just remember, you mate. You might be going through that sense of being an outsider at the moment because everybody does. Everybody feels like that, really. Yeah. But if you manage it well, that will give you huge strength as you get on in your life because you know how to deal with that. 
and the fact that everybody in a way feels an outsider for something because we have group mentalities, don't we? You, are, you belong to a group, I belong to a group. No, you can't come in my group. Yeah. That's my group, you know, and all those things. But it will bring resilience and a perspective that allows you to be independent. Yeah, absolutely. So you are independence, the path to your independence. How did you decide that you were going to for that path in the entertainment because you started off as an actress is that correct before you I, I i did my first i i wrote myself into henry v when i was six <laughs> because that i thought independence. that is definitely uh, exactly i excuse me what do you mean there's nobody like me in this play well i'm going to be in it and i did manage to get myself into it my mum was in the play and i just obviously had that sense of being noticed or wanting to be recognized I don't mean that in an ego, egotistical way. It was simply that it gave me such a, a sense of myself. And uh, when I was at school, I was suddenly made a prefect, which was hugely, uh, a, a huge surprise because I was mostly in trouble. <laughs> and I couldn't believe why she'd done it. But I knew why later, because she thought that would rein me in. Very clever. It was a convent. So I was being taught by nuns. <laughs> Need I say more? And um, I decided that if I was going to prefect, I needed to have this gravitas, this authority, this sense of, uh, of 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 sort of responsibility. So I caught I called the whole school together in assembly, and I got up on the stage, and this was all about them smoking, uh, age thirteen on the platforms, you know, on the way to school or whatever. Needless to say, totally hypocritical because I've been smoking since I was about 13 anyway, you know. But here I was up there. This is now my stage. And I loved it. I thought, oh, my God, here I have something to say and people are going to listen. <laughs> now, that actually didn't take me into being an actor, but it did make me realize that 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 energy and that dynamic between you and an audience was something I really enjoyed. And most people are terrified of it. I wasn't. I just thought, I like this. This is great. <laughs> so then I went to, uh, well, I went to drama school because the Chichester Festival Theatre, which was one of the most famous in the world now, was started by Laurence, Sir Laurence Olivier. And I was able to watch all these amazing actors as a, 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 an usherette or whatever I could get into uh, from school, I would go in there in the summer holidays and work, saw all the best actors in the world, people that are very, very famous now and were then. And I thought, yes, it's about truth. It's about honesty. It's about a real sense of, of, of groundedness and emotional connection. So that was my teaching ground, really. Then I went to drama school and I was very lucky. I had some breaks. I did some really good stuff, lots of telly, lots of film, and a lot of Shakespeare. And I played Lady Macbeth. I played <laughs> Rosalind. I loved it. I loved the whole thing. And then I suddenly found I was in my mid-30s and I was divorced, separated, had um, suddenly found myself in a in a relationship with an, an actor who is now in Hollywood, actually. Um, so left home, um, took the children. <laughs> oh, my God. And uh, went on this little journey on my own, which was now I'm on 90 pounds a week social security when I wasn't acting. Ooh. And I was getting to that age of mid thirties when suddenly the parts that I had been given and never thought about were beginning to slow down. 
because they don't write the parts for women that you really want to do. And just as you're getting really good, that's when that happens. So you don't want to just do any old rubbish, right? So I thought, well, I've got to have something else. And I suddenly, I've, I've been playing Lady Macbeth in Europe and I came back and I was in the bath and I had one of those eureka moments. I have an idea. Why can't I swim in a slightly different pond, but take all my stuff, my, my, my knowledge, my experience, my understanding, the psychology of performance, uh, the science of it, and help non-actors where they feel hugely under pressure to keep confident, to go out into very difficult situations and they lose themselves or they become a corporate robot. And uh, I thought, okay, I might be able to help people here. So I spent four years putting my method, my methodology together, which is called You Brand, and just started and it grew very quickly over three years. So I went from 90 pounds a week social security to my first three years, I turned over my first million. Oh and, I, <laughs> and I remember thinking, how, how have I done that? <laughs> but you know, when you've got a passion, when you've got an idea and you totally believe in it, everywhere I went, people would say, so what do you do? You know, even if I was acting, well, I'm so, really, how interesting, because it relates to every one of us. Oh, it's about personal confidence. Oh. Why do people lose themselves? Why do you think so? Because you, you, you help people build personal confidence, but yeah. the antithesis of that, the opposite of that is people losing themselves or don't have enough of a self-worth to think, to feel like they can do it. So why do you yeah. think people lose themselves? Well, I think they lose themselves because it's interesting when I used to be, do big pitches and help with big pitches and, and, and selling things for, for big companies like KPMG or whatever, we would have different people coming from all over the different world to, to make up a team. And the, the ones from America, I would always have the problem with because they, and I'm sure you know, you have much more um, uh, uh, access to debate and talking and getting up and being watched and all that sort of thing at school. But as soon as you go into the corporate world, they all become robots. <laughs> Whereas the British, who have none of that really at school, gradually, if you can help them, start to blossom, become much more individual. So it works for both, but I think it's because of the culture they go into. It's what people say, you can't do this, or you must only do that, or you've got to fit in there. And my method is to say, no, you just have to be who you are, but you need a certain amount of skill to be able to do that anywhere. And that's why it's called you brand because it's about you everywhere. It's, it's interesting. It's much more stressful than others for people. I, I love hearing you talk about this because I, I'm Nigerian. So I, Nigeria's, you know, home. And when you grow up in five countries and four continents, I, I had the opposite effect. I, I was always this kid who was full of energy uh, but in the environments I initially grew up in, in my uh, elementary school or primary school, as we used to say. Yeah, primary school. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You say primary school too. That's right. I would say primary school. Yes, indeed. <laughs> it was always suppressed, and so yeah. you know, because I, you know, the traditional fields uh, were doctor, lawyer, engineer, and so I, I was just always a, uh, you know, I didn't even know that I could be this. Right. It wasn't oh. until I came to. 
I don't know, after I got fired twice and decided that, you know, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I was like, maybe I should try what I'm truly passionate about. But that was when I, I had that long journey of finding myself. Yeah, yeah. And I found Which that. I think we all do. I mean, I did too. I just had situations like, oh, I've got two children. I'm divorced. I've got no money. I've got to put bread on the table. Um, what, what else can I do? Oh, I've got, oh, I can do these things. Oh, I'll try that then. But what always kept me like you is that I was always an individual energy that yeah. I always felt I didn't belong anywhere because I came out and said what I wanted to say. <laughs> and that doesn't go down terribly well. But I never thought it was me being, you know, being inappropriate or anything like that. I'm just very direct and honest. And I tell you one thing, which comes, which is in the book, which I think is fascinating. I did uh, with an American psychologist who was putting together a whole thing on the seven traits of influence. Karen Keller, brilliant brilliant woman. And we got to know each other on Zoom and so forth. And she said, will you pilot my test around the seven traits? So I thought, yeah. So over to London came this great pile of questionnaire. Oh my God. So I've filled it all in. And at the end, the seven traits, six of them, empowerment, um, energy, all sorts of things. I came out very high in. I thought, yeah, great. Except one. Guess what that was? Uh, confidence, <laughs> likability. Oh, so I'm a bit miffed. So I now, okay, Karen, what do you mean about likability? Why have I scored lower in that than anything else? So she said, Well, darling, what it is is this if you are an open, direct, and um, no nonsense kind of a person, or you, you speak as you see and you want to be uh, understood but you are there, right? You will be in any group of people, you will be the odd person out. <laughs> right. So all the other people who don't feel good about that because of the way you are, won't like you. And I thought, well, that makes complete sense. So her thing is, we only influence, we are, we are de depending on how influential we are, is only based on how people feel about themselves in your presence. Yeah. Wow. And you see, that's just so simple, isn't it? And it's, of course it is. So, you you know, I'm Marmite, if you know what Marmite is. I'm loved or I'm hated, one of the two. Ah. So, by the way, the, the confidence that I find is, and I found this with myself, is once I got comfortable with the idea that I'm not for everyone, yeah. I, I had a freedom. You know, exactly that. Myself. Exactly that. And I think that has been your journey and it's certainly been my journey. Is it at the end of the day, accept who you are. It's fine. You're not going to please everyone. You're not everyone's going to like you, but you are who you are. Yeah. The yeah. only thing I think I learned and that's in the book is that the knock on effect to you can be managed better. So if you've got more empathy and understanding around how you might be landing with someone, then you will get you know, you will hurt people less or you will not put yourself into a place where people, you're not aware that you've done something that upsets them or whatever, because you are you, you know, that's upsetting for a lot of people. And I think you can be much better at just work, working out how you're landing. Hence, 
You Brand, which is the title of the book. You Brand. <laughs> I do want to give you a chance to read some excerpts in your book because I yeah, know sure. you some parts. But uh, one thing I want to touch on is the, the delivery techniques and also finding your message. So let's start off with finding your message. A lot of people right now, even given the pandemic and the effects of that, they're, they're in possibly transitional phases of their lives or they're questioning things. They're forced to actually confront things they might have suppressed yeah, or things might be triggering to them. But in that journey or, uh, or that journey to self, people then come up against this age-old imposter syndrome. Oh, and- <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I know. I love, yeah. I love that. How do you find okay. that? How do you find your message? So imposter syndrome. So what I tell my clients when that comes up, and it does, of course, and you get them to be a little bit more open about it, I'll give you two things. First is um, that, you know, perfectionism is about climbing the mountain and then there's another mountain and then there's another mountain, right? And that's dysfunctional perfectionism. And I have functional perfectionism is I get to the top of the mountain and that's fine. I, I did well. I'll go and move on to another mountain. That's kind of functional. And that's that means you are starting to be able to let go, to stand back, to move on and not think you failed or any of those things that you makes you feel you might be found out because that's what imposter syndrome is all about is being found out. You don't really know what you're talking about, do you? You're not really good as, as good as you think you are, do you? So you have to learn that acceptance that you're not going to to be for everybody as you say you're not going to be the most perfect person the most perfect coach the most perfect performer but your uniqueness is absolutely that you are unique there's no one else like you in the world make that your vision <laughs> just wanted to stop by here before we get back to the episode i wanted to let you all know that i do have a collective for people who are interested in developing their cultural competency skills, becoming more anti-racist. And it's a resource of things that you can do with your family, with your school, with yourself to work through your individual journey to become a better culturally competent leader. It's called UID Collective, and the link is in the show notes, but it's a mix of courses, it's a mix of resources, things you can download, and all you need to do is sign up as a member. It's a monthly membership. I'd love for you to check it out, use it with your friends, use it with your family, use it with yourself, okay? The link is in the show notes. It's called UID Collective, and it's for those of you that want to improve your cultural competency skills. Back to the episode. You know, the, you know what my mission statement is? Well. Or it's it's use your difference to make a difference. So it's the title that I that's the title of my first book as well. And what what you're saying is the same thing that I I needed to find out. It's it, you just said uniqueness, and that's your message. And on that journey, I was thinking, all these things that are different about me, I've always thought of as not important, or I've suppressed them or pushed them away. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if I just you know just accepted them? You know, exactly, absolutely. Huh. And that's part of your uniqueness. And everyone is. That's the thing. But we're all told and we do, as you know, in the book, you'll find a bit of uh, a lot, quite a, a big chapter about transactional analysis, which is the analysis of transaction on with yourself first. So what are the devils sitting on your soul, shoulder that will come from your authoritative parent place? You should. You must. You need to. Why haven't you done that? Right. And to the place where you get eventually into the adult place where you can say, this is how I see things. 
this is how I feel and genuinely be able to disclose. And this is what I'd like to happen. And then you are only 50% responsible for the outcome. You're not responsible for other people's feelings. Their feelings are their own. You cannot make people feel anything. Mm. Make people feel anything. You can't. Once you get clear of that, you start to have much more flexibility and, and more freedom. And going back to the, the communication thing and the story bit, which you just asked me, is we have again in the book, it's called the story wheel. And what does what does a story have at its heart? Why does it connect us? Why do we get so engaged with it? Why do we want to go with it? Because it comes from a place of absolute, genuine authenticity. It has to, because that's the energy that makes you want to go with it, right? So when I'm coaching clients, I'll say, right, we're going to do the story wheel. And then at the beginning of it, we're going to get you to disclose something about yourself, something about how you've manage things or not, how vulnerable you might be, but you do it confidently. And that's the truth. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you do it not confidently, it looks, you know, a bit, a bit suspicious. <laughs> but if you have the performance energy and the complete ability to project your personality and you share some of that inside stuff, people go, oh, yeah, I relate to that. I can get to that. I understand that. I believe and I trust in that. And that's the, that's the beginning of it, isn't it? And people find that hard to do initially, very hard. Well, that leads very me hard. to the other part of that question, though, which was about delivery. Yeah. Uh, I think there's a misconception when people watch, you know, people with exuberant personalities, you know, I tend to have a lively personality. I can be a little bit there. And when I'm teaching my students, I always tell them to use what you have. If you're shy, it's use your shy, if you're soft, use your soft voice. But people can always connect to the delivery of that. And how can you get someone who seemingly is lively amongst friends and family? When they get on stage, they seem muted or monotone. How can we practice those delivery techniques? Okay, right. Okay. Again, in the book. It's all in the book. We're going to plug the next portion is you just reading from the book. <laughs> I'm just going to sit back. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm glad that, you know, whatever you're asking me, I can say is in the book. I do my research, Julia. <laughs> I know you do. I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Okay. So um, one very interesting thing which I think gives a lot of hope to people who may seem or feel more closed down, more introverted, shy, etc., reserved, is that in my experience, in the 35 years I've been doing this, the people that come to me who they say, well, I'm an introvert and I can't, you know, I don't want to do all that. 
interestingly, they become the best presenters because oh. most actors are introverts. This is true. You, you know, you know what? You have me thinking about this because when you see actors, sometimes not all of them, you know, but when you cast them in interviews, yeah, you, you start to, <laughs> I thought you were this charming person. Exactly, and they're not at all. Okay, so the introvert, through the learning of projection and performance of themselves, starts to find a space to connect in a way that they don't really need to because their inner their inner life is what sustains them. They don't need the energy that an extrovert does. We need connection. I'm, it's like you and me now. We, we are feeding each other energy, which is great. An introvert won't necessarily want to do that, okay? Which is why lockdown, you know, my husband's an introvert. Lockdown is good for them. They quite enjoy it. <laughs> I go mad. You know, I've got no one to connect to. So it's about energy, a lot of it. And then it's just about the shyness of somebody's past you know, where, why they've got to be sharp, uh, shy. So maybe when they were about 12, they had to negotiate, as we all do the world, in a different way. And suddenly, oh, my God, I've got to disappear or it's too hard, I don't want to go out there or I'm being bullied or I've always been aggressive and I can bully people because that's fine, that's what I learned at home. All those things start to change how you adapt and negotiate with the world. Yeah. And that means that people who have forced themselves out into a more extrovert place because they see that as the place of envy, they see that as where everyone's having fun, they see that as the place of success, and they may be introverts. So they push themselves out in order to, to get to that place. They're exhausted. It's not good. And the other thing can happen with extroverts who have, for whatever reason, been pushed more and more into a more introvert place and have lost the capability of coming back to their place. And I help people see that if you're an ambivert. That's me. You have, that's you, right. You know where you come from and that's absolutely fine. You know what you need in order to return to it in whatever way, but you can bring both sides to it in a way that is right for you. And that means people become much more comfortable and, and confident. Uh, about who they are that's so it. that it's a lot it, a lot of it is about energy yeah. and that's what we're teaching is performance energy which is very different from ordinary energy it's so funny because everybody assumes i'm an extrovert i'm an introvert who i always I always make the joke i'm an introvert who appears or masquerades as an extrovert but it's i'm really i have both energies but a lot yeah. of me as, as a writer and researcher and all that i it's am place yeah yeah so i'm always just and people are like how can you be by yourself i'm like yeah i know i know oh, and, and that's then when, what, when i'm here I'm like yo you're so loud yeah, <laughs> yeah but that and that's a, and that's quite uh, that's quite american as well you know you have that capability of saying i have a i have a, 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 a an outlaw son-in-law we, uh. <laughs> we have a we have a beautiful grandchild he's in the states uh. and my daughter is here and she's mixed race and he is a big personality character but actually underneath i know he's really quite shy you know but he's huge he's big you know and he comes in and he he laughs in a way that you think oh my god you know i love him to death but he is not really that that's part of what's happened in his upbringing and everything else so how we manage those things is very much to do with where we come from and going out and being on show 
is not for everyone, but this work can help people be able to do it in a way that is true to themselves and they understand the techniques and the, the reasons for it and how that translates into how they look, how they sound, and then how we feel about them. Because that's where it all starts. It starts with perception. Yes, yes. Well, I know you had some parts in the book that you wanted to read. Was it two, two parts? Would love for you to well, I've, 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 I mean, depending on what you were talking about, I've just uh, made sure that there were a few things there that might be interesting. So these are what's called the, when we're doing the, um, the, the marketing, we're going to pull out certain things from the book, right? So I'll just read you through very quickly the ones I've pulled out, because I'm not going to read loads of stuff. So when I started writing this book, the world was a different place. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Okay. The second one, perception is reality. So the way I think I'm coming over to you and the way you may actually be experiencing me can be hugely different. Okay. And then we have a nice little drawing like that. <laughs> so basically that's the perception gap. We fall down it because we don't know and we don't understand how to manage it. No. And if we don't have warmth and trust and an open body and an ability to simply be there, we are suspicious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And you have to learn about that. You know, you have to learn. You brand and the paradox. Looking natural doesn't feel natural because this work is based on a paradox, it, meaning in order to come over everywhere as real, normal, natural. So you might be in front of 500 people. You might be just in, around a meeting. You might be anywhere. You have to learn to perform yourself. And of course, that doesn't feel natural, normal, or real initially. Once they get through that and they realize this is a place where I can come through, through how I'm doing it, that's when it all uh, starts to change. Yeah, so in order to appear real, natural, normal, and, and engaging, wherever you go, you have to perform yourself, which doesn't feel real, natural, or normal. Then we have fear. Now, there's a wonderful actress over here, which I know you have there, called Judy Dench. Dame oh, Judy I Dench. love Judy Dench. Judy Dench. Oh, okay. Um, I've, I've met, uh, I haven't worked with Judy, sadly, but I, I have met her several times. And she came up with this wonderful quote, which we know in the theatre as absolutely what encapsulates performance energy. Fear generates in you a huge energy. You can use it. It's like petrol. And that is what we teach. You have to get that energy and that focus and that nervous apprehension, whatever it is, and you change it into petrol. And then it becomes your support. That helps you perform yourself. And it also settles you in all sorts of other ways because you, you start to forget all your fear once you know how to express it through. Then there's amateur and professional communication. So we have things like that. Okay, so there's a tank. Now up in the tank is the performance zone where you have a variety pack, faster, slower, louder, softer, using pause and emphasis to choreograph it. So if you're in the 70% and above tank, you're free to be you and to perform wherever you go. If you're not, you're in the amateur place and then you're subjected to your fears, your worries, your emotional 
and your unawareness of what's actually happening. So it's getting people to move into that zone and go, ah, now I know how to deal with all this and I can learn it and it's fine and I look great. Because that's the other thing. When people see themselves really being themselves and disclosing and talking and everything else, they go, oh, that that looks good. (laughs) I don't want to not do that anymore. (laughs) So it, it feeds on itself. Uh, just a few more, if you if you want it. Oh, absolutely. Great. Gold. Good. Great performance comes from the ability to both express and control emotion at the same time, and it is performance energy that gives us the intense and intent to project this knife edge balance, and it is a knife edge balance. That's the biggest learning and the biggest step for people to learn and understand. You need the emotional expression to make things real, to make things land, and for people to connect to it. But most people are terrified of using their inner emotional landscape because they don't feel in control of it, or they might tear up, or they might not, you know, they're not, they're going to be exposed and vulnerable and and be judged and all those awful things. Well, unless you learn to do that, you'll never come over in the way that we really connect to is being you and having the skill to do it. Yes. I have something similar called the expression control spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> and okay. the reason why it was, is when you, when I was moving around a lot, you know, like I said earlier, I, I had this wide personality and then I suppressed it for much of my formative years. And then as okay. I started to find myself, I needed to figure out where to exert it, how to control it, who to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, you, what you know, if you've come through that successfully, which you yeah. obviously have, is that it isn't about hiding your personality or your energy or any of those things. It's about simply finding balance. It's finding right. that place to express and control emotion at the same time. Yeah. That's what lands for people. That's what says, yeah, that person's authentic. They're real. Uh, I, I, this is so much validation for me because I, I just have these ideas running. My, you know, I told you I teach uh, public speaking when I'm not consulting and writing. And I'm like, you know, and I talk to kids. And, and, and the youth who are still finding their voices. Of course they are. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and as I said, you know, I, I want people like young people to have some of this work so that they, you know, when they don't feel they matter or mm. they're trying to look like they're betters or they're trying to aspire to, it's okay to be you, you know. You know? That's good. That's unique. Yeah. So one here, the desire to communicate. This is one of the four, because I have four main points that I work with. One is performance energy. Two is, uh, the second one is telling the story. The third one is the desire to communicate. You have to want to. Now, what that means is, as an actor, if we get given scripts and we go, oh, God, I don't really think this rapes very well. I don't really want to do it. Now, we always want a job. So on the whole, we sort of say, yes, okay, we'll do it. We have to find something in it that we can really make and fashion the character out of. Otherwise, you have to say, no, you can't do it. Most actors will, as long as the writing's reasonable. But if you don't want to, because you don't understand or you don't don't get it or you don't feel brave enough or any of those things, they're obstacles. So... And the energy will start to block. So you have to want to, and then you can start finding that core uh, motivation and that need to express it. But you have to want to. 
um, and desire is very powerful, as you know, I'm sure. So the virtual world and performing into the void, which is obviously I had to write a rather quick chapter, <laughs> which wasn't in the book initially when I first started it, about performing on online, you know, which is what we've been doing a lot of teaching uh, for companies and individuals, simply getting them to actually know how to do it online, to be able to perform beyond the camera, for instance, let alone looking at the camera, but actually being able to perform over it. Because if you don't, you're not going to reach anybody. That's right. So things like that, which have been fascinating, actually, uh, to, to learn. And of course, we we spend our lives in front of cameras, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you can pick up on it. And uh, exactly, the audience, uh, the book is called "You Brand: A Manual for Confidence." And as you, as you've just heard, so many experts from from the book, it covers a you know a range of things. You know how to perform in a virtual environment, how to you know find your confidence, figure out the balance between expression and control, working with your energy. So many things. It's almost like it's a manual. Wait, it is a manual. It is a manual. <laughs> <laughs> it is a manual for confidence. And uh, you can get it anywhere books are sold. And we'll, I'll definitely put that in the show notes and, and uh, make sure that we, we can promote it as much as we can. But before we, we, we wrap up, I, I want to I give you a chance to talk about this two worlds you straddle, this business world and the, you know, the entertainment or arts world. Is there any parallel? Because I, I don't know what it's like when you're working with a hedge fund <laughs> owner versus an aspiring actor or actress. Is there something that's similar or do you find? Well, I think when I first started, I start, I thought, oh, well, I'll go out and do a bit of coaching for young actors. You know, I'll do that. That'll be good. And then I thought, no, this is going to drive me insane because the lack of actual talent. <laughs> I thought, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. So that's when I started to look at, well, who are the people that would really benefit from some of the basic understanding of performance? Um, so I'm not trying to turn a young person into a wonderful actor. Da, da, da. I'm just taking an ordinary Joe and anybody, guy, woman, and saying, come on, let's get the role of you much more confident. Mm. So it's a very different thing. But at the end of the day, as we said, you know, actors are not particularly good at performing themselves at all. That's so a paradox. Exactly. Absolute paradox. But helping people perform themselves and be more confident, it was much more rewarding. And and I earned a lot more money. <laughs> well, there's that too, right? <laughs> uh, okay. And they're very grateful. They, they're saying, oh, this is so helpful. I don't feel so bad about myself, you know, yeah. whereas actors, it's a, it's a very different thing. You know, but watching all those great actors as I grew up yeah. gave me the, uh, the, 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 the quality to look for, that it's about truth. About truth. Yeah. It's about truth. We're also going to yeah. put the link to that in the, in the uh, show notes. She founded Person Presentation in 1989, and the goal is to transform people who want to learn how to communicate themselves. So themselves with skill. So it's more of you with skill. skill. I think that's the thing that needs to come. Otherwise people think, oh, I don't want to be learned to be an actor. Oh, it's a bit flaky. You know, no, it's not. No. <laughs> uh, where can people find out more about that? Uh, the website. Uh, okay. So um, the 
website for the company, which I suppose is where you'll get most things. And it's a new one that's being launched today. Hey. Yeah. (laughs) Is www.personalpresentation.com. That's the new company website. And there will be links to the book. Obviously, there are links to the book. Um, LinkedIn has my profile um, where you can read all about me. And the masterclasses that are going online, which will be able to be accessed with people, will also have a link on the website. Uh, So people will be able to watch and learn and do stuff together, which will be nice. Um, And my email is juliagoodman12 at gmail.com. And that gets me onto that gets people onto LinkedIn as well, of course, um, where I have quite a big following. So, yeah, I think that's all you need. Yeah, I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, yeah there's as many options. Well, uh, b- before before we close, you also working with uh, was it was the organization it was the British Association of Women Entrepreneur? Yes, why, it why is. That important yeah. to you? And her um, her connection is she's called Teresa Mears M E A R E S. She's in Minneapolis, and it's T E R E S A M Teresa M. So it's Teresa and then an M at Team D sixty six dot com. Team D sixty six dot com. Yeah. Very big international organization now, and I'm on the ball because I'm nearly grown up. <laughs> well, it, it, but, but why is it important to you, though? Because it, you, I, I don't imagine you attaching yourself to something that doesn't have meaning and significance to you. Well, I'm like anybody. I have, you know, if you're a creative person, yeah. fundamentally, you're full, of, you're full of self-doubt. And that's why the work and how I conceived it and put it together works because it comes from that place of never quite working it out having my own journey which was extraordinary in many ways <laughs> very up and down right so every box that somebody comes to me with i've ticked probably yeah and the emotional intelligence and empathy that you have with that means it's never you as a teacher you are just there as somebody helping another human being through something which makes them feel more confident and that's that's it really i love it i love it well, uh please make sure you check it out and support it as much as you can but before we go my last question is my mission statement reframed as a question i told you what my mission statement was earlier so i feel like i know the answer to this but i still want to hear the answer how do you julia use your difference to make a difference okay so wherever i am And whatever I'm doing, if I feel something needs to be said or included in something or called out, I will do it. And I'm now able to do it from a place of not having to try and fit in, please people, be approved of, etc. I have a very powerful instinct and intuition about things. I don't always get it right. Of course, I don't. But I can now say, I know this to be what you might need to do. And I'm happy to do it in front of a lot of people who might not want me to say any of it. That's how I communicate my difference through courage. Because Georgia O'Keeffe, the painter, the American artist, and I love this quote, said, I'm terrified of everything, but it doesn't stop me doing anything. And that's me.
Wow. And that's quite a special place to be and a great place to end interview. Thank you so much for <laughs> coming on the show and sharing. I loved it, Taya. And I, I think we could talk forever. You know, we'll have more. We must have more talks. <laughs> yes, please. I, I'd love to do this. This is this is this is great. But seriously, thank you so much. Wishing you best of luck with the with the launch of the book. And we're, we're certainly going to do our part here. And uh, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Lovely. Lovely to talk to you. And Bye, take guys. care. Lots right. of love. Bye. 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 You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.